I want to talk about an interview that Stan Druckenmiller gave at the Economic Club of New York. And there's one particular point I want to highlight because if you blink, you would miss it. And he really is talking about something that is a foundational concept that he highlights. Uh, in case you don't know who Stan Druckenmiller is, he's maybe the best hedge fund manager that ever lived, certainly one of the best. He compounded at about 30% of a year for 30 years. He ran George Soros's main fund for about 12 years when George Soros was having great returns. He is a multi-billionaire. He is one of the most charitable. Uh, in 2009, he was the most charitable man in America, giving away over $700 million to charities that supported medical research, education, and anti-poverty. And of course, uh, professionally, he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant guy. So I've put the link below, and around nine and a half minutes in, he makes the following statement, quote, I've made some money predicting boom-bust cycles. That's what I do. Yeah, I'll say he's made some money. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, but every bust I've ever seen was preceded by an asset bubble and generally set up by too loose policy. Every bust I've ever seen was preceded by an asset bubble and generally set up by too loose policy. So understanding what he's saying here, what he's saying is the seeds of the bust are sown during the policies of the preceding boom. Just prior to that, he says, quote, I will go to my grave believing that really loose monetary policy greatly contributed to the financial crisis. So, okay, what's so insightful about this? There's a fundamental question here. Why does the business cycle exist? Why do we have these ebbs and flows in the business cycle? Uh, now, I went into YouTube and I just searched under a general term of business cycle or credit cycle. And I've added the link below. I'm not trying to pick on this particular person. It's, he, he makes a fine presentation. Um, but just to show you in general the way this is attempted to be explained. Two minutes and 40 seconds in, this person is explaining uh, the ebbs and flows of the cycle, general sine wave type, type thing, graph. And he says the following, when the economy expands, it's usually followed by a period of contraction. And when the economy contracts, it's usually followed by a period of expansion. It's just the way the economy is. So the whole fundamental question of why does this happen, he sums up by saying it's just the way the economy is. And then he proceeds to talk about other stuff. So when you're just learning economics and they're throwing a ton of stuff at you, this is the kind of thing that could just get by you. And it might be years later before you reflect and think more deeply about, about why. Why, is this, why does this happen the way that it does? And so Keynes, the, the, one of the general theories that, is, uh, that business schools use to explain this is what uh, John Maynard Keynes taught. So Keynes, he says it's animal spirits, right? Uh, some days people wake up and we don't want to invest and we don't want to spend money and therefore we need the government to spend money for us. Okay, and he, he'll go a little bit further than that because that's, that to me is, uh, is a little flimsy, but he will go further and say, the 
it's due to the marginal efficiency of capital. It's a pretty wonky term, but basically what he says is that uh, if you've invested some money thinking that you're going to make 20% a year, and then in a few years from now, you are finding out you're only making 3% a year, then you might say, whoa, and pull back on spending money, right? So that's fine. But keep in mind, we're talking about a cycle. And in a cycle, we're not just talking about individuals making errors. If, if this was normally distributed, then we would have business successes and business failures pretty much evenly distributed over time. But it's, that's not what we see. What we see is we have long periods where there are very few failures. And then we'll have a downturn where there are a high number of failures. The, those high number of failures, let's, let's be specific about it, they represent a large number of people making the same mistakes at the same time. So what is happening that's, that, that is causing a large number of people to make the same mistakes at the same time? Right, so to me, when I read what's that, that quote that Stan Druckenmiller says, to me, he's pretty clearly describing uh, Austrian business cycle theory. And what Austrian business cycle theory basically says is that uh, the business cycle and the economic cycle is driven by the credit cycle. And the credit cycle is driven by banks expanding their balance sheet and contracting their balance sheet. That's where credit comes from, comes from the banking system. At the core of the banking system is the Federal Reserve, right? And so, and it, it makes sense that when people talk about GDP, GDP is economic activity, right? So if your household makes $100,000 last year, and then on net it doesn't borrow any additional money and doesn't save any additional money, Right, so you've made $100,000 in your household, and, and your household has spent $100,000. And then next year, you still make 100, except on net you borrow 20,000, right? So your economic activity has gone up by 20%. It's a big jump. And what you've done is you have pulled forward the money that you would have consumed in the future when you made the money, right? Except you've borrowed it to spend it now. And so, and so that's a great, that's a boom for the economy. In aggregate, if we all do this, then economic activity is high, right? And the thing that encourages us to do this is let's, let's start from one random point in the cycle. Let's say we're starting to dip into a recession. The Federal Reserve intervenes in the price of money. Interest rates are the price of money. If you want $10,000 for a year, it's going to cost you $1,000. That's the cost is the interest rate. And so the Fed intervenes in the price to make it artificially cheap to encourage people to to borrow let's get the economic activity up and then as the economy takes off uh, borrowing expands and grows the economy recovers maybe the economy starts to uh, maybe the Federal Reserve at some point starts to worry well there's too much borrowing here this could be this could create inflation this could create instability on the upside so the Fed will metaphorically take, take, take his foot off the gas. The rate of growth will slow. It'll still be expanding, but it'll be expanding at a slower rate. As the Fed steps on the, steps on the brake, it'll maybe stop completely, and maybe at some point credit growth will contract. And almost certainly by the time credit growth is contracting, we are in a recession or a bust, right? And so the Austrian business cycle theory explains that 
in an effort to try and push off recessions, the Federal Reserve gets involved in, in pricing money and, and actually exacerbates this boom-bust cycle. So, and, and so it's pretty amazing. Austrian business cycle theory, I don't recall being taught it in business school. I'm a CFA charter holder. I don't recall being taught it in that process either. If you go to the wiki page, you'll, you'll see some explanation of what it is. You'll also see uh, that it will say that this was empirically disproved by this person or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't say this is the way the world works, right? And to me, this is very foundationally the best, the best thing. Nothing's totally perfect, but this is the best thing that actually explains uh, the, the business and credit cycle, credit cycle world that we live in. And so you might say, well, you know, who am I, right? I'm just a guy sitting here in, in paradise, right? So, but don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the, the, the point that Stan Druckenmiller makes. Every bust I've ever seen was preceded by an asset bubble and generally set up by too loose policy. Right, the Federal Reserve makes policy. So, right, so the Federal Reserve, policy is too loose, boom happens, sowing the seed for the bus that comes after. Okay, that's it. Hope you liked it.